Alô! Ha! Whoa! Welcome to the most must-listen podcast in Barry Sports. Welcome to ABC7 Sports. With authority! There it is. That's all I'm doing. That's, that's the whole show. That's, Thanks, that's all everybody. I got. That's all. <laughs> I used it all up in rehearsal. <laughs> so this is the pilot. This is it. We're finally underway. And we're doing this podcast because every night we sit in this office and we argue about sports. And we never agree, even though we have a similar mind in a lot of other aspects. But we tape this podcast every night anyways. We might as well record it for everybody. Well, I think also somebody looked at an article in Forbes and saw how much money Bill Simmons and The Ringer was making on all of his podcasts. And they said, Casey, Larry, you guys are in the podcasting business as of today. So we bought a bunch of equipment, it arrived, and now we are speaking. Real, actual words. This is it. This is it. All right. So what we want to bring each time we do this is entertainment. If you're driving in your sure. car, if you're bored, you want to pop this in your earbuds, whatever we're going to do here, we're going to try to keep you entertained and engaged and informed but we'll do it a little bit differently. Yeah, let's get started because the one thing that we know for sure is that the second that super producer Leonard hits stop and we're done with this very first With Authority podcast, that whatever we say about Bryce Harper will be outdated because the second we're done, he's going to sign a 10-year, plus million contract with somebody, mm -hmm. Giants, Dodgers, Phillies, parts unknown, mystery team, which... I think we do agree yeah. is absurd. Ten years for anybody, I'm not doing it. And for the Giants, if we want to jump right into this, I think it's just ridiculous that this is even talked about right now. You know, you listen to the radio right now, and it's like, oh, Bochy's leaving. How's that going to affect Harper? Or when they got rid of Hunter Strickland. Oh, now Harper can come. Harper's not coming. You're sure of he this? He is not coming. It doesn't make sense. They shouldn't sign him to a 10-year contract. They shouldn't sign him to any contract. Well, I disagree with that. I, I wouldn't give anybody a 10-year deal just because of the history of 10-year contracts. And before you go on your I'm getting rant, fired up. By the way, by the way, I'm ready. I want everybody to know, could you remind me one more time before you do your anti-Giants, anti-Bryce Harper rant, what team have you rooted for your entire life since you were a little bitty, bitty boy? I'm not going to share. What I'm not going to divulge that information, <laughs> what, Larry Beal. What team? What team? Uh, Oakland A's. I grew up an A's fan, but I'm unbiased okay. on this podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm just a commentator okay. of exactly. Bay Area sports. Exactly. Fair and even. I, I know. I know your green and gold underwear has nothing to do with your take on Bryce Harper and the Giants. Let's look at the history of ten-year contracts mm -hmm. uh, because I, I just uh, I did some extensive research with my good friend Google on this. Uh, Canelo Alvarez has a ten-year, three hundred and sixty-five million dollar deal with the new streaming site DAZN. I mean, that's. I assume that includes a bunch of pay-per-views over the course of, uh, uh, you know, of however many months. His isn't. I'm not sure if it's ten years, to be quite honest. But uh, baseball players, all all uh, all these ten-year deals are in baseball, with one exception that I found. I'll get to that at the end. John Carlos Stanton. The Florida Marlins were terrible. They gave him this huge deal. The team continued to be terrible, and they traded him away. He was age 25 when he got that deal. That was 10 for 325. Manny Machado just got crazy money from the Padres, 10 for 300. Alex Rodriguez got two separate 10-year <laughs> contracts, which, you know, salutes, cards right. salute to A-Rod in many ways uh, because he was with J-Lo the other night at uh, the Oscars. But... I digress. Anyway, 
Uh, 10 for 275 with the Yankees. Before that, 10 for 252 with Texas. This is a guy who, it's what's amazing beyond all the money he's made, because at one point he was, he was a great player, is he, I don't even know how many times he got busted for steroid use and then lying about it. Now he's the face of baseball <laughs> on two networks. He's, he's good on TV. So We'll save the slander. We'll though. save that uh, for later. Um, Robinson Cano got 240 uh, over 10 from the Mariners, and they traded him. Somehow the Mets <laughs> decided that was a deal they could not pass up, and, and they acquired him. Albert Pujols, that was really the first huge deal, uh, Artie Moreno with the Angels. That was back in 2012. That was 240 over 10. Mm. The, I, so none of these have really panned out to mean much of anything in terms of actual results the one hockey deal 13 years for alexander ovechkin was 13 for a total of 124 uh, runs to the year uh, 2021 nine and a half million dollars a year and it just it speaks to how much baseball can pay yeah. with their tv rights deals versus what the nhl offers but uh, i know you want to do your harper rant i want let people think about who outside of sports in any genre would you pay 10 for 300 to or 10 year contract for anybody 10 year deal for anybody and we'll answer that in a minute yes we will but let's get to this all right bryce harper 10 years 300 million dollars the giants lost 89 games last year are they a bryce harper away from contending well, no, but that's why they need Bryce Harper because they don't want to lose that many games next year. Yeah, but they're not going to be a playoff team with them this year, and they won't be in the near future. Their payroll is out of control right now. I know they're printing money right now, but they don't have the payroll for that. They have the sixth highest payroll in baseball right now. They hired Farhan Zaidi to fix the roster. Right. Adding a $300 million contract for 10 years isn't going to help fix that roster. That's going to handicap what he can do with the roster. They're paying Mark Melanson $14 million this year. He's the third highest paid player on the team. All right, check this out, right? I did a tiny bit of research, too. How many times has Bryce Harper driven in more than 100 runs? One time. You're going to pay that guy $300 million? His war last year, 1.3. The year before that, 4.7. We're talking wins above replacement. You're going to pay $30 million a year on average for one win? I, that's why I. That's I, never happening. No, that's why I said I would be willing to go five for one fifty. I, I would yeah. give him the thirty a year. I don't want to give anybody a ten year deal. I just think it's a horrible idea to get locked into. And I just agree. looking at these other contracts, all these dudes are getting traded. I mean, Pujols uh, will probably be with Anaheim the whole time. Yeah, and that got shaky at times, but he got it back together a little bit later. What? Because he he was an older player yeah. when he signed the ten year deal. But it's not like the Angels have gotten. World Series appearances even as a result of signing that gargantuan contract with Pujols. Yeah, so if I'm the Giants, I don't sign Bryce Harper. I don't think it makes any sense. They need to be rebuilding right now. They don't need to be signing massive free agents, and they don't need to be signing them on short-term deals when they're not expected to compete anyways. So what about the idea that you're doing this to drive up the price for the Dodgers? Genius. You like that? I I like this. If they're in this purely to drive up the price for competitors, smart move. Absolutely. But what happens is you look at last year. I remember everybody was talking about John Carlos Stanton. Giants are a front runner. Giants are going to get John Carlos Stanton. Hey, Giants are also going to get Shohei Otani. The Giants are on fire. Who'd they get? You love this, don't they you? They got nobody! <laughs> you love this. They got nobody. They, they do this every year. 
they kick the tires every year and they don't sign anyone. So if their strategy is to drive up prices, awesome. If it's not, then I don't know what they're thinking. They need to be focusing on a lot more roster reconstruction. And Farhan Zaidi, I know he made some big signings with the Dodgers because they have all that money. But his MO really should be trying to find value, finding minor league guys, finding cheaper people that can add up to wins above replacement as opposed to spending $300 million to get a couple. I mean, the highest he ever had was 10 wins above replacement. That was all the way back in 2015. He has only played 150 games in a season twice. He's not a healthy guy. He's young, but I'm not signing Bryce Harper. Well, And I'm sick of hearing about it. Two, two thoughts. One has... Uh... Has Billy Bre- uh, Billy Bean approved of your script? Is that did you send it to him? Did you email <laughs> Billy Bean the script before you went on this rant? Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I can assure you that Gerardo Parra is not going to fill the seats at the new Oracle Park, formerly AT and T Park. The Giants have done nothing outside of little bitty bitty pieces here and there yeah. to fill out the outfield. So th- if they don't do something dramatic, there's very little reason to pay any attention to them. I'm not saying that's why you give a guy 10-year, $300 million, that's nuts. But, they're, I, I don't know, maybe they're trying to make a splash. If they were just trying to drive up the price for the Dodgers, I'd actually be more interested in that. If they then sign somebody of significance, mm-hmm. of free agents that might still be out of camp, which that's a whole other story about what's going on You know what the Giants need to do to make a splash? Win games. Gut the roster. Well, you can't. You're, you're locked in. Gut that's it. That's part of the reason that they're in the position that they're in yeah. is because they've given out a bunch of bad deals and now they're stuck with guys, particularly the pitching deals, Samarja, Samarja. and Cueto. You know, they just got off the Pence deal, but you know, Pence had prior value in helping yeah. win you know, World Series. I will give the Giants credit for this. Yeah. They took care of their players. The guys that got them to the promised land, they paid them, they took care of them. Now it's kind of to their detriment. So they need to rebuild. They need to figure out a way. They don't need to sign Bryce Harper. Yeah, you can't pay guys on past accomplishments, and I think that's kind of what the Giants have done, trying to keep the dynasty going, and then you get to the end, and you're at the edge of the cliff, and you're like, and that's they're in free fall they are at that uh, point. in terms of, so, of those deals. Ten-year deal. You had to give a ten-year deal to anybody in sports. Who's it going to be? Real well, quick nobody, we nobody in sports. But I would give okay. two people ten-year deals oh. based. Yes, and they're in Hollywood. They're uh, an actor. Yeah. I would give Jason Momoa, oh. Aquaman, who's yeah. a flat-out stud. Who's the? He's he's going to be the next The Rock. Not yeah. that The Rock is going anywhere. I would give him also born in Nanakuli, Hawaii, which is one reason we like him. And this next pick, I think you will not quibble with at all Mm. another hollywood type 10 years of margot robbie oh boom harley quinn (laughs) she's only 28 (laughs) also it's a good deal she's she's beautiful and can act so i would give 10-year deals if i was a movie studio probably they would probably have 10-year deals but there's not an athlete out there well a zion zion i would give a 10-year deal to maybe yeah, oh, yeah, shoes oh, absolutely, <laughs> assuming his shoes don't the explode shoe all the time. All right, so I kind of thought we had to keep this as sports. I would definitely give Margot Robbie a 10-year contract. <laughs> Apologies to my wife. Uh, the person I would give a 10-year contract to in sports, Bill Belichick. I don't even care how old he is. He's that the, dude he's like is 67 years old or 66 years old. The single reason I'd give him the contract, I'd just give him anything, or Steve Kerr. Steve I'd give Kerr. it to a coach. I think you're going to get more longevity out of a coach. 
That's cheating. I know that answer is cheating, but that's no. What I would you do. can you can give it to anybody you want. I wouldn't give a single player that money. I wouldn't give a single player that contract. All right. Period. I think, I think we are in agreement on that. Yes. Because it, it's just it's too much for too long. I started talking about the Giants trying to keep their dynasty going. Yes. The Warriors have, depending on how you define it, a mini dynasty trying to go for the three peat, mm-hmm. trying to go for four and five years, and. Earlier, when we were talking about just the nature of doing a podcast, we were kicking around the idea of Warriors panic meter because a couple months ago they were there was it got a, ratcheted up a little. <laughs> there was a little. Well, <laughs> a couple of incidents have taken place this year that ratcheted up when with uh, Draymond screaming at KD. That kind of calmed that, down. Yeah, again. yeah, that fired. And then up. when the Knicks got rid of half their team with the idea that they were paving the way for Durant, and then he wouldn't speak to the local reporters for a while and then scolded all of us. So there have been hot points during the season where it looked like, oh, man, this whole thing is going to come crashing down. Mm-hmm. At least I don't know if you're winning titles without KD. Obviously, Steph is great. Clay has been tremendous. He wants to get paid. Draymond supposedly is about to change agents to go to clutch because he could see the handwriting on the wall. He would yeah. be the odd man out, but he's still got another year to go after this. So... We were talking about panic meter, and then I think, are we settling on doomsday clock? Because there is an actual doomsday clock. I think you're looking at the Dubs Dynasty doomsday clock and okay. where it is that's, right now. That's excellent alliteration. It is. I love alliteration. So here's the thing. I think panic meter for this season, like one, zero, I yeah, think they're going to win another championship. Right. But after that, I see some serious cracks and fissures forming. There seems to be something amiss, and I'm a dubs maximalist. I always <laughs> believe that the Warriors are going to conquer any, any adversity at this point in time, but I'm actually pretty concerned about their prospects following this season. I think we're getting close to the end of the dynasty. And I hate saying that. Yeah, Joe Lacob does not like this podcast. The already. only thing the okay, you want to mention Joe Lacob, The only thing holding it together, in my opinion, might be the Chase Center. Because I think they're going all out for next year, and I could really see Kevin Durant wanting to stick around and finish out at the Chase Center. Well, I'd like to believe that's true. The only thing that's that's troubling here is that, and I made a list, because at the start of the season, Steve Kerr was talking about, we want to play with joy. It's not just about the grind of 82 games. We'll play with joy. Well, they played with joy for like five minutes, and, and that disappeared. Yeah. Where is the joy? I don't see the joy. I see another, this is the inconvenient truth of having to go through 82 games and the friction that just naturally develops. But, but I was looking at, at the other teams. Everybody that has free agency questions, the mm-hmm. Warriors, KD to the Knicks, whether you believe that or not, there's friction there. There's uncertainty there. The Lakers are, are a dumpster fire Complete at this mess. point with LeBron uh, trying to orchestrate deals. The young guys on the team, he's blaming the young guys. Some of the young guys are actually having decent seasons, but the Lakers trying to get Anthony Davis, that torpedoed the Pelicans. So where's the joy? All these guys mm-hmm. that are making a fortune. You've got KD. You've got the, the Warriors' whole team. You've got LeBron. You've got Anthony Davis. How about the Celtics with Kyrie imploding as we record and just lost yeah. to the Blazers. That's four in a row. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so hey, there's another one. There's another, talk to me July first. All these guys that would would seem to have the world at their fingertips. Nobody's happy. 
It's incredible. I mean, Toronto, I think there's a little bit of an edge there for that team. They're not sure what Kawhi Leonard is going to do mm-hmm. because there's all this Clippers buzz. But he doesn't say anything to anybody, so you can't – how could you be upset? You just have to play it out. <laughs> He's just, just – except for the laugh, you don't get anything out of him. I, mean, I don't know who – Giannis and the Bucks are probably the happiest. Nobody pays any attention to them. The Nuggets, Mike Malone. I saw him at the All-Star break, actually. He's very happy. He's smiling. Uh, they're right on the Warriors' tails. OKC, because Paul George came back. Yeah, he's having a renaissance I think, of sorts. I think they're somewhat happy, except they're in OKC. Until they lose again in Until, the playoffs. Yeah. But, but at least they have a Every team that is in contention with big-name guys who might leave seem to be miserable, along with the teams that are tanking, but they're just trying to tank anyway. So I guess what we expected coming in is the Warriors would hopefully find a way to play with joy. I think what they need to do now is find a way to play with more anger. I like when the Warriors lose games because it refocuses them in a way that is effective for them. And then they'll usually turn it around and start blowing people out. It's just not happening right now. No, They're but, not responding but to again, the losses. But we again, we went through all of last season with the whole, can they flip the switch? When are they going to flip the switch? Is yes. this the game they flip the switch? <laughs> and... They, they did. Had, they did. They yeah. They, obviously, they, they flipped the switch and they got healthy at the right time. So I don't think there's any reason to believe that they're going to be unable to flip the switch this season. They're going to do the exact same thing. Now, will they have the one seed? Will everybody be healthy? Who's the most likely matchup that would give them a problem? Because obviously, they're they're zero and three against Houston mm-hmm. this season. Houston, Houston knows how to defend them very well. But who knows where Houston's going to end up? Because five through eight. Really, 5 through 10 in the West is a crapshoot. You don't know who's going to be in, who's going to be out. You lose one or two games, somebody gets an ankle roll or whatever, and your whole season can just implode in the Western Conference. Yeah, and I see some definite concerns. I was really excited to see what DeMarcus Cousins brought to the table. I thought that would give them something to work towards, keep them happy. It did for a few weeks. It did. But now you're starting to see him grumble a bit. He doesn't like not being in the game to end it. He is a little bit unhappy with that. He's not quite where he's hopefully going to end up by the end of the season in terms of, you know, his play and conditioning and everything. So I think that's one thing that's kind of starting to worry me a little bit. I thought he was going to be a major boost, and right now it's a little bit up in the air, and I'm a huge fan of what DeMarcus Cousins is. I, I think Boogie gave them a boost when he came back, and you can see that the rest of the team, they really want him to succeed. I think they like him personally. Mm-hmm. And so there was this little bit of surge in terms of interest and activity and really trying to get him the ball in ways that he can succeed. Now, you know, he, he's played, and now we're seeing he's a huge defensive liability in yeah. terms of yeah. his pick-and-roll defense is poor. Some of that is just because he's a huge guy who doesn't move his feet all that well, especially when coming off of Achilles tendon surgery. In the playoffs, I mean, the other night – I'm trying to remember, he was getting roasted by Cody Zeller, uh, of all people. And that's a sentence that I never thought I would tweet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I did because it was happening, and that's going to happen in the playoffs. Whatever team they face, they're going to put DeMarcus in pick and roll all the time and force him to defend. And I don't know how that's going to work out. The Warriors are going to have to alter their defense to accommodate for his weakness the one thing i do like seeing even though the warriors aren't coming out with a lot of intensity and and real focus is jordan bell starting to get minutes i'm like jordan bell has huge potential in my view he's not always locked in mentally 
physically he's off the charts. I was with the Warriors in China when we first saw Jordan Bell after they drafted him out of Oregon. I talked to Steve Kerr after, I think, the second game that they played, and I said, you're going to have a Jordan Bell problem because you're not going to have minutes for him. And he goes, I know. Um, the problem with Jordan Bell, aside from minutes, has been when he has gotten minutes, he had not really used them that effectively. But it looks like just just one hustle play. He's the one warrior that really seems to want to get the loose ball, mm-hmm. and you're going to need more of that. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But whether we're talking dynasty, doomsday, clock, what, what were you saying? What Dubs? Is, Dubs. Doomsday. No. Dubs Dynasty Doomsday Clock. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that rolls off the tongue pretty really well. It really does. All right. Uh, tell me a story. All right. So on every show, I know this is the pilot, what we want to do is tell you a story. So if we have a guest, we will have them tell us a story. Otherwise, we will alternate we're, stories. We are guest-free. Tonight we are. We're also sponsor-free for the moment. Leonard! Again, it's our pilot. Producer Leonard, you better get on that. And we also gave our producer Leonard a veto, which he hasn't used yet. So if you hear a noise, yeah. a strange sound, it's him telling us to move along. Uh, so here's my story. So my goal in life at one point in time was to cover the Oakland A's as a beat writer. Oh, we're back to the A's again. We're back again. to the A's. <laughs> what a shock. So after working my entire career to get to that point, I had finally been offered a job to be a beat writer for the A's. And what did I do? I turned it down. I asked for more money. Then I accepted. That's a lesson for all you kids out there. (laughs) Uh, But so the day I was going to Comcast Sportsnet in San Francisco to sign my contract. You mean after we nurtured you here from like a baby chick? I got my start here. And we nurtured? I was an intern here. Larry hired me. Yeah. They nurtured me up. I left. It was a favor um, to your anyways. mom to hire yeah. you. So I was going to sign my contract, my first ever talent contract in this business. Right. I was taking BART. Jim Cosimore had told me about a neighborhood where you can park for free oh, across nice. the street from the Walnut Creek BART station. That's like gold so over there. So every time I would go, I'd park there, and then I would cross the street carefully, and I would go on the train. So on this given day, the day I was about to achieve my goal in life, I'm wearing my earbuds. I'm moving fast because I don't want to miss my BART train. I'm running across the street to a center divide. This is a street where there's one-way traffic only. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking up the street where the traffic should be coming, not where the traffic shouldn't be coming. I'm moving fast. I'm hearing no cars. There's no cars on the street. And I just get to this curb and I stop. And to this day, I don't know why I stopped. I just did. And the second I did, this car coming the wrong way just goes whoosh right by me, like right up on the curb. So the car is driving the wrong way on a one-way street. on a one-way street. And so had I taken one more step, I probably wouldn't be here today. Not only would I not be here, if I was, I probably would have been maimed. I, I never would have been able to sign my deal and it was crazy like I I was just like shaken to the core because I don't know why I stopped but I did and the second I stopped the car flew by I wasn't even looking that way because traffic shouldn't be coming that way and it went tearing down the street and took off in a different direction so I ended up going in and everything happened and it was great and here I am but that was the day I almost died and that was the day I was supposed to sign what was going to be my goal in life at the time. So what you're telling me is 
Comcast Sportsnet almost killed you. Exactly. That's what they did. They did. So that's my story. I almost died the day I signed my deal. I ended up getting there by the time I was 30 years old, achieving my goal in life. And then I realized, you know what? Maybe there's other stuff that'd be better. Well, I'm happy you're here because otherwise I'd be doing the podcast with super producer Leonard. Yeah. And he doesn't have nearly as harsh a take on He doesn't even have a microphone right, right now. He doesn't have, yeah. He doesn't have, <laughs> he's supposed to have a whistle also that he blows when he, he, he thinks we're getting boring. But uh, we must not be very boring. No, I think uh, the budget request was not approved <laughs> for his whistle. So we're going to hear Leonard yes. now, though. We, oh, now? I it's think we turn? need to hear Leonard. Oh, Leonard. Oh, Leonard gets to ask us anything. He doesn't have a mic, though. He's going to yell. So, yell. Okay. Yeah, so we want Leonard to just fire any question off anytime, and it can be anything he Do wants. Do we want him to be disembodied voice, Leonard? Yes. Is that that's what we want? Yes. That's his okay. style. He All likes right. it that way. Okay. All right, what do you got? The most embarrassing moment in your news career oh that's easy i know i know exactly what that is you can start okay you've got um, more moments than me um <laughs> yeah so well there's two of them one when i was at sports center uh and i was doing a late night show with craig kilborn and he couldn't pronounce any hockey names and he had a rip of hockey highlights that was like two minutes long. And he got stuck on Mikhail Stalenkov, who used to be a goalie. And he just couldn't say Mikhail Stalenkov. Anyway, naturally, I start cracking up. And, you know, when you're on the air with somebody, that's he starts laughing. And then I'm turning my chair to try to <laughs> just laugh to myself because I don't want to completely destroy his you know, train of thought. But anyway, by the time they get to me, I'm... And naturally, the next thing is me on camera with some lead into something else. And I am doing, like, <laughs> Mickey Mouse voice because I can't stop. <laughs> so that was one. That was one that anybody that was involved with that show that night would remember that. Um, the other one, um, well, you, you, you give me. I, okay, I'll give you yeah. a chance to think about yeah. it. Yeah. <sighs> I, I did one hit one time on the Oakland Coliseum field. It was like 50s turn back the clock day. Okay. So I'm in the middle of my live shot, and behind me pulls up this huge pink Cadillac, and out of the car jumps like Marilyn Monroe with a cartoonishly large Whoa. head and Elvis Presley and all this stuff. And it was like it was like utter chaos around me. And I've never lost focus. Like Josh Reddick used to pelt me with gum and seeds while I was talking live, and I always kept it together. But I don't know what it was, but somehow that visual just killed me. And I, lo I, I lost focus a little bit, and that was probably my worst live shot ever. But the one thing that was always in the back of my mind on every one of those things is the term starting shortstop can just come out so wrong if you just replace H's and T's, and so you'd have to focus on that. Gotcha. You can go, and then so I'll give you one last, a, one last really stupid a, one that happened to me not that long ago. Imagine if it was Margot really? Robbie in the Marilyn Monroe thing. I probably wouldn't have even made it to this podcast. So it's the 1994 football season, and I'm doing uh, post-game interviews live. And it was the <laughs> game in which the Niners were rolling that year. They would go on to win the Super Bowl, and, uh, but they, they got crushed by the Philadelphia Eagles in one game. It was 40-8. to eight. And there was this kid who came out of nowhere. It was his first significant game, and uh, it was Charlie Garner. Mm -hmm. uh, he, and he was, 
I don't know how many touchdowns he scored, but he just ran wild through the Niner defense for Philadelphia. Anyway, so I'm doing these interviews, and I was in, usually we interview Niner players mm-hmm. after the game. So if if you come, if you look here, we'll do these are physical props. So I'm doing an interview with some Niner player who I've totally forgotten. Yeah. Um, we have an intern who, just unbeknownst to me, unbeknownst yeah. to me, brings a guest behind me. <laughs> Okay. So we've so so now so all right. I'm gonna go here. So I'm gonna go. Here. So I'm doing this interview like this, and I turn around, and not even knowing that the Charlie Garner was here, and I had no idea. Who, I'd never seen him before. He'd never done anything in an NFL game, <laughs> and he's like like this little. He's like five seven or five eight. Yeah. And I just looked at him and I said, "And you would be whom?" <laughs> <laughs> And I just I apologize because I, nobody told me in my ear. Usually I have you know a little earpiece where they would tell you, okay, Charlie Garner's right next to you. Interview him next. But I knew what the stats were in the game, but I didn't know that that was Charlie Garner, and that was very embarrassing because he wasn't wearing a helmet or anything. No, he was in street he probably clothes. Probably couldn't look at his jersey. No, no, he, he was not. He did not have a big number. <laughs> Uh, on his chest, otherwise I would have figured it out. Okay, let's get Should back we to our sides yes. so we don't confuse yeah. Leonard. Leonard. Leonard, super producer Leonard's editing is going to be hard oh, now. Oh man, that we've done we just kind of crushed. All right, it. so this happened to me. wasn't last NFL season, but the season prior. We switched out the mic flags on our microphones, so I'm at Raiders, and I get all set up for everything. I put my microphone on the the little podium where the Raiders coach is about to start speaking. It was Jack okay. Del Rio at the time. Okay. So I set up my microphone. It's all good. I'm chilling behind the camera. Everything's all set. Del Rio walks up to the podium, and my mic just goes right on the ground. Wow. So then I run up, and I'm scrambling to fix my microphone at the last second, and the entire assembled media is just standing there looking at me. Del Rio's looking at me. Raiders PR man will kiss great guys like, all right, any minute now. And I'm just like frantically trying to get this thing back on the podium. But everybody, there's like 50 mics on it. And I can't find a spot for it anymore because someone took all the other spots. I was there early, but in setting up all the other mics, people moved my mic. Gotcha. And then it fell off. So then Del Rio is just standing there and he's giving me the any day now look. And it was embarrassing. So you had the same look that super producer Leonard had as he was trying to get this audio video program to work <laughs> 60 times Peeling and it wasn't working and it's just blood was pouring Breaking from his temples walls. all right uh so every week because we're coming up on the 30 minute mark here believe it or not uh, we'll try to keep it 30 this would be where commercials would be sponsor mentions uh, we're going to do one news story a week mm-hmm. this is a combination of a news and a sports item because i'm going to tell you a little bit of a story here um because I know how much you love Lady Gaga, so I assume you watched the Oscars. and, the, and the I whole... watched some of it, but I, I caught most of it via uh, Twitter gifts. Okay. So, Herschel Gilmore played for St. Mary's from 1992 to 96. And during those years, he averaged 1.4, 2.2, 3.1, and in his final season, 7 points per game. He's primarily a defensive specialist. 6'3". Uh, Ernie Kent was the head coach at the time mm-hmm. at St. Mary's. Uh, Sounds walk- like a guy that never went on to win anything ever. Walking the mean streets of Moraga. <laughs> anyway, so this guy, Herschel, was uh, kind of a, a grinder type, work ethic guy, was always in great shape. Uh, I saw one article that said he was six-packed and yoked. Nice. Which actually should be the name of this podcast. <laughs> six-packed and Let yoked. Put that in the book. Six-packed and yoked. Starring neither of us. Well, I'm 
okay, work, maybe. working on that. Anyway, so he was at St. Mary's. He wasn't going to have an NBA basketball career. A theater professor saw him in a diversity panel and said, you know, you ought to try acting. Okay. So in his senior year, he started in a play on campus. And we now know him as Mahershala Ali, Incredible. who won the Best Supporting Actor Shout out. Award. Barian native. For his role in Green Book, former St. Mary's basketball player. He Richmond. was a Gale. Richmond native, I believe, too. And there, that is a news story and a sports story, and that's my one news item of the week. I love that. And I first saw him, was it uh, House of Cards? Mm. Tremendous. Oh, wow. On Netflix. And, and he said, just wrapped up True Detective Season 3, which is the guy's incredible. Amazing. So this is one of those stories, because he played, he finished playing in 96, right? It's one of those 20-year grinding overnight success mm-hmm. stories, which you see so many times. Wow, I think I think that's the uh, that's the sign that it's time to go because we can hear phones are ringing. That's Leonard's veto. That's Leonard. Leonard says, <laughs> it's a wrap. Did we talk about how we were closing this program? We're going to close it by saying this: Join us every week. Subscribe. We're going to have a lot of swag that we're planning on yes. giving away. We've got to figure that out. We got great stuff. For if you. it's company approved, we can give it away. Listen, Basically, subscribe, download, download, and don't listen. Go to abc7news.com. I would Do all that, these things, and we'll very much be appreciative of that. I would prefer that they listen than not listen, but... As long as they download. Okay. And or there, subscribe. There will be prizes and gifts to come. We will spoil you. Company approved, if, it, if it's approved by the company. Casey's going to dig into his garage and get some good stuff. Yeah. All right? So with that, I think we say... Aloha! Until next week.